ready for the 2-2 two -two to Woodson, and here it comes, and it is swung out and missed, and Tom Browning has missed a perfect game. Welcome back to City Beats, third best sports coverage in the city of Cincinnati. How long are we going to stretch that one out? As long, I mean, until somebody takes our crown. Oh, okay, I'm down with that, yeah. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Ed? I'm great. How are you? I mean... I'm not great. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I tried to hold it in. I tried to make it sound like I was great. It's not... I'm, I'm, I'm not great. I've had some better days. I'm not great. I've had better days. Yeah? Is it because your kid's sick again? That, no. No? No. What's going on? Don't let yourself go. like that it's a lot like that so it's a lot like this just all in your feels sometimes all up in your feels sometimes everything is wrong it's all wrong <laughs> So what? What are you so down and out about, Ed? He looks horrible in blue. It's it's not a good look. We, we don't we don't like blue. When you, when you when you grew up where I came from, on the on the west side of town, you don't wear blue. So for those of you who don't know, Mick Cronin. If you've been on Twitter for five minutes, you know <laughs> Mick Cronin is off to UCLA. It's not. Uh, I thought I thought we were good, man. I didn't think like. Jamie Dixon, they were in negotiations. I thought he was going to leave TCU. I thought we were good. I, well, and then, and then all that happened. And then, oh, I still don't know how to feel. I mean, they said, hey, guess what? UCLA offered to this team. And I'm like, awesome. Or this guy. And I'm like, awesome. And they're like, hey, guess what? All the other, I don't know how to feel. The you're, music's just really help, not helping me either. You're our fifth choice. Come on over. The music's not helping me either. Well, I mean, you could fade it out. You're right, I could. Um, so, here we are, Bearcat fans. Um, we got to find a new head coach. I don't want to. And the two names being kicked around more than any other name right now that I've seen, because um, I'm ruling out Rick Pitino. I don't think you go anywhere, anywhere near... Count Patino. Every time I read that one, I, I go crazy. I mean, I wouldn't want a vampire coach in this team. But um, the two names being mentioned right now are NKU's John Brannon, who he had himself a nice little season this year, and he's put together a pretty good program down at NKU, one that had us worried at least early on in the season after that loss to Ohio State. And the other big name that everybody's excited about being kicked around is Nick Van Exel. Yeah, that's an interesting name to be kicked around. Yeah. Because he did tweet earlier during the tournament that he needs one of these vacancy jobs. He did. It's true. So, I don't and know. It's getting a lot of steam. Uh, Kenyon Martin has gone public on it, saying that he would support that. Um, he said he would come in as an assistant. He did. 
as did James White, actually, also supporting it and saying he's brushing up his resume and ready to go with that. Said he'd love to come back. Um, I'm surprised Steve Logan hasn't said anything yet. Melvin Levitt is lobbying for UC bringing back an ex-player, much in the same way that Memphis brought back Penny Hardaway. Um, You just saw another one of the Memphis Grizzly assistants where Nick Van Exel is currently assistant coaching. Um, You saw Jerry Stackhouse just go to Vanderbilt this week. Um, I don't know. There's something to be said for that, I suppose. I'm nervous about Nick Van Exel getting here, and all of a sudden we don't have – if it doesn't work out, he could potentially ruin his legacy. Um... People don't feel the same way about Tony Perez that they did before he got here and was a manager and was here for like a handful of games and got ran out. I can see what you're saying there. Same reason that I don't want to see Barry Larkin as a manager of this Reds team. I can see that too. I, I just, I don't know. It's just all the other names. Like I don't think John Brennan is the name that we really want. I mean, how do you feel about that? About John Brennan? Yeah. Um, it's much in the same light of. I need to see more from him. Um, kind of, you know, when people are up for contracts and what have you, you you're like, well, you did one season. Let, let me see more of that. So here's a one-year deal. I'm worried about if we bring in a guy like John Brandon, he doesn't have enough time to put this program together the way he sees fit. And we're back in this same situation in about three years, wondering who the next coach of UC is going to be because we ran this guy out because all of a sudden we haven't made the tournament for three straight seasons. That's fair. I mean, and – one of the things I read on Twitter was uh, WLW was reporting that people close to Mick were saying that he didn't feel appreciated here. Well, I mean, if you've seen anything on Twitter having to do with the Bearcats here over the last, oh, I don't know, since they took an L from Iowa, they they treated Mick like garbage. Collectively. Yes. I mean, there were, there were definitely some supporters out there. But as a whole, Bearcats Twitter... Wanted him gone. That's everyone says that they're tired of complacency. They're tired of being okay with losing after the first weekend, whether it be after the first game or after the second game. But we talked about this. It's not. We did. It's not always about losing in uh, in the second round. I mean, he's graduating players. He has four players, five, five players. Troy, Gary, you got Jacob. Yep. Lance. Lance. And then Sean was in there. SK. So five players in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, oh, it just hurts so bad. And and apparently, I mean, so I I have a whole bunch of tweets saved that I read. But Rick, um, I can't even pronounce this gentleman's name. Uh, Boring? Rick? Is that? Rick Broring. Broring. Okay. So he says that UC salary, his, his salary with UC was... 2.2 2.2 million um, with after taxes basically 1.2 million the UCA the UCLA salary is 4 million after taxes just a little under 2 million um, blah, 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 blah 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 basically he's saying the differences the difference in actual after tax dollars yeah after taxes and cost of living and stuff like that the difference in actual dollars was one hundred and three thousand nine hundred and fifty four dollars? Uh, and I think that you can definitely make a case for the fact that this wasn't about money. What I will make a case for counter to because I honestly don't know if Mick Cronin gives a damn about the fan base. 
like if they love him or not. I, I think I think he cares about the fan base, but I don't know that that that's maybe that make came his out decision. wrong. I just yeah, mean yeah, like yeah. I don't know if that's why he's making that decision. When you get to go coach for a blue blood like UCLA, they have a very storied program. Not that UC doesn't, but UCLA is a bit more storied, right? Um, and you get to go and do that. There's also a lot of people throwing around whispers that it really Mike Mike Bond and Mike Bone and Mick just didn't see eye to eye. They didn't get along, and I think that there's definitely something there because it wasn't his guy. He wasn't the guy that hired him, and at the end of the day, you know, sometimes an AD wants to make a legacy for himself too. I feel like he supported him though, a hundred percent. Uh, if he supported him 100%, from, I think he gives him more money for those assistant coaches. That's right. So that's what I'm hearing. Um, somebody posted on Facebook that um, it was – actually, it was Nick um, who posted um, that really what Mick was asking for, he wasn't asking for more money for himself. No, he was he asking w- for more money for his coaches, and right. he wanted a jet. Well, and he's already got that as they flew out the private oh, jet yeah, to come pick him I up. I talk about that, but he does already have his jet, yes. But I don't know. I, it's just sad when you got a guy who grew up here, right? A UC grad. He was really close to being the winningest coach in all of UC history. I would have loved to see him finish his career out here, and be one of those guys like a Mike Chishevsky that's able to. I would have liked to have seen him adapt a little bit more to the current environment of college basketball, and I don't feel like there was as much of that. But there wasn't no. I, I'm in a, I'm reminiscent of a time when we ran Dusty Baker out of town. Yeah, that's what this feels like. And now we don't know what the playoffs feel like. Right, exactly. And then we ran Marvin Lewis out of town, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, maybe it wasn't Marvin. Maybe it was just the incompetency of the front office in the Cincinnati Bengals stadium." I guess we'll find out about that pretty shortly. So. I'm just worried that maybe this is going to be the same situation. Um, somebody posted earlier tonight that like within the last 358 days or whatever the number was, we have gotten rid of or they walked away. It was within the last 100 days. Yeah, uh, I saw that one. It was like Chris Mack and Marvin Lewis. Guys who couldn't win in playoffs. And Mick Cronin. And that's 38 years of coaching. Oh, that's a different one than I saw. I saw one saying that in the last 100 days, we've gotten rid of uh, Marvin and Marvin Mick. and Mick, who can't win. Well, Xavier person. felt left out, so they wanted to throw Chris oh, Mack in there. That's, might as well. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's regardless of what anybody wants to say about the guy, he is literally the reason there is a new arena. Like, the revamped arena is all Mick Cronin's fault. Oh, yeah, for sure. Without the success that he's had over the last decade, we don't have that. No, you're right. We don't. I mean, it, without everything he's done for the last 13 years, yeah. we don't have any any of this. We don't have nine playoff appearances. We don't have... Or playoff, wow. NCAA tournament appearances. We don't have... Uh, just We don't have Samaje Curtis coming to the... Samari, Samari, sorry, Samari Curtis coming to to UC, you know, I and I'm still not convinced that we will, well, that we will actually have him. Which brings me to my next point: 
who do you think stays and who do you think goes? So Mike Dreyer of um, Channel 9 said, uh, just spoke with Xenia coach Kent Anderson. He tells WCPO that Samari Curtis is still signed with UC and has no plans to ask for a release. Curtis is playing in a game this weekend. What time was that? Uh, I'm not sure. But then at 1.52, Justin Williams, um, UC Athletic Director Mike Bone just got off the phone with uh, Samari Curtis. UC wanted to make sure Curtis had all the information he needed as well as their full support. Uh, Coach Cronin also reached out to Curtis today and scheduled to talk to him after school today. And that's the that's the part that worries me. Then what do I you saw... mean talk to him about Mick? What do you, I, I don't think Mick's having that conversation where he's like, Hey, Samari, you know what? I really looked forward to coaching you. I just hope that you still stick with your commitment and really want you to stay at UC. Have a good career. Well, See you later. I saved it. I thought I did, but someone... Someone said that they talked to Samari, and he said that he kind of knew, he knew this was going to happen. Yeah, I saw and, that one too. And that he's still it's a stay. business it's a business decision. Right. He understood. He's still going to stay, right. and he's happy for Mick. But you're right. Who says? I mean, <laughs> Mick's right? not having that conversation. Brian Kelly also said he was going to stay here in Cincinnati. So did Butch Jones. Well, I don't miss Butch Jones. I don't miss any of them, or Brian Kelly for that matter. Nope, sure don't. But I don't know. I mean, who else do you think? St- do you think? Jaron stays. Where's he going to go? The NBA. No, he's not ready yet. We know that. I, I. Hopefully, there's other people telling him he's not ready. Hopefully, there's an assistant coach. God knows if we still have assistant coaches. Do we have assistant coaches? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Because that information still. I mean, is Sabino? <laughs> I mean, for sure. I mean, at one point, Mick's brother. We all follow him on Twitter. Mick's brother is like, promote Savino, and then like an hour later. I hope Jen Brent, John Brennan's on speed dial. Yeah, like, I don't know what happens here, man. I'm so I'm so lost. We don't know what the staff looks like. I mean, is this something that the staff has to re up every year, or do they have contracts that Cincinnati has to buy out or UCLA has to buy out? I don't know how any of that goes with the college coaches. I have no clue. And if he was trying to get more money for his coaches, then you you would think he's taking them with him to 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 LA because Maybe. then his coaches wouldn't have jobs. So if he was looking out for his coaches, <laughs> right? I mean, so the coaches are gone. I'm just going to say that right now. Coaches are gone. I don't know if he takes like, you know, some of the old Bearcats and stuff with him though. You know, you got DeMar Johnson over there on the bench. You got a uh, Jaquan Parker over yeah, there Parker, on the bench. Yeah. I don't know if he takes them or not. I don't know if they want to relocate to, because they're not going to see necessarily the, the pay bump that is affordable to live in LA versus Cincinnati. Unless they do. Unless that was part of the contract. Unless their contracts remain here and they can just stick on with the contracts here. Unless Mick said, Hey, guess what? I'm your fourth choice. Uh, pay my dudes too. And I'm coming right out there and I won't, I won't. None of know. them are getting on the plane, Ed. There's only there's only one private jet. Do coaches go there's, on the plane? There's not two private jets. There's only one private jet. Savino's not getting a private jet. He took an Uber. <laughs> All the way to L.A. Him and DeMar. Expense they're, it. They're listening. DeMar doesn't fit in an Uber, dude. <laughs> That's true. Well, they took an XL. <laughs> they took an Uber XL. So, just want to remind you tonight that we are live on Twitter right now. 
Um, but you can follow us on Facebook, pardon the punctuation. You can follow us on Twitter at PTP podcast. Cincy. you can follow us on Instagram, pardon underscore the underscore punctuation. You can call us. We are live tonight. As I already stated, hi Jeff, you can call us at five, one, three, eight, one, eight, two, zero, seven, seven. And you can give us your thoughts on any of the things going on with Mick Cronin or any of the other things that we get to later on here in the podcast. Um, or anytime this week, feel free to call us with your questions, comments, feedback, or hot takes. And if I answer the phone, just hang up and call again. Because that means I've got to put it on Do Not Disturb. All right. Yeah. Uh, he means later on in the week, not currently while we're live. Oh, yeah. No. If you're live and we're, we're live. Also, yeah. feel free to check out our podcast or our website, www.pardonthepunctuation.wix.com forward slash blog. If you have any blog ideas you want to throw at us. Feel free to do that at pardonthepunctuation at gmail.com. Here's here's the other problem. UCLA doesn't deserve Mick Cronin. Listen to this broadcast from from ABC from LA. seven. ABC in L- seven in LA. in LA. And sorry it sounds bad, but it's like recorded off a phone from across the room. Not mine. But this is this also new in the past hour. UCLA has a new men's basketball head coach. The spot goes to Mike Cronin. Who's Mike Cronin? I don't know who Mike Cronin is. Who's Mike Cronin? Their new coach in L.A. Previously coached for the Cincinnati Bearcats. The Bruins made the announcement official on Twitter earlier today. Cronin agreed to a six-year, $4 million contract. While in Cincinnati, Cronin led the Bearcats for 13 seasons and nine consecutive NCAA appearances. Who's, who's Mike Cronin? I can't even close this tab. I'm so upset. Who's Mike Cronin? You know that he got it right the second time around because somebody was in his earpiece like, no, hey, no, idiot. that's not it's his Cronin. name. It's Cronin. What are you, Cronin, what We're are you doing? We're not exclusive interview now. You're an idiot. <laughs> that dude's fired probably. <laughs> so, that guy was probably fired. Uh, did you see the video of him getting on the plane? In his he looks blue. horrible in blue too. So Mick, I'm sorry. Weird. I love you. But you look horrible in blue. You it, should know that. You grew up on the you grew up on the west side. Those powder blues. Oh man. So, do we have anybody saying anything on the yeah, Twitter? Yeah, but I'm still reading all my tweets that I saved. All right, so we have uh, a couple people on here. Um, this gentleman did not leave his name, um, but I don't think it's anybody that you and I know. Are you talking about the voicemails? Yes. Sorry. Gotcha. Oh, what were you looking for? I said, is there anybody saying anything on Twitter while, oh. we're, while we're live right now? I'm so I'm just so flustered. Um, All over no. the place. No. All right, cool. No, just, hey, hey, Jeff. <laughs> I think I said that already. You did? Yep. He, he's not writing back. He's a jerk. But no, so we did get a voicemail. We'll, we'll play this first voicemail, and then we'll talk a little bit more. Um, so um, here we go. Hey, saw you guys on Twitter. Just thought I'd call in and... Uh, Say that after the Luke Fickle hires, uh, well, the Luke Fickle and Michelle Clark Hurd hires, uh, I've got a lot of faith in Mike Bone to uh, really knock it out of the park with this uh, head coaching hire for the basketball program. Can't wait to see who he brings in. Also, Google, I'm going to need you to be better because in the text it says he has a lot of faith in his phone. Be better, in, Google. In Mike Bone. But he brings up a good point. Hey, he brings up uh, so f- I can't argue any of the in points. In my book, that Mike that Bone made. is two and two. Yeah, two for two. Two for two, whatever. Again, I'm flustered. Two and two is two balls and two strikes. Yeah, well, he's not that. He definitely has two balls, but um, <laughs> it, it, you're right. Like, we're out here, and, and all these players are out, former players are out here saying, hire, hire Nick hire, Van Exel. Hire Nick Van Exel. I, I don't think Mike's going to fall in that trap. Is he going to interview him? 
Yes, he is. In, As Nick Van Exel already... There's every reason to interview him. Every single reason. 1,000%. A coach in the NBA right now. G League, but whatever. Coach in the NBA. I think he was an assistant coach He's in the NBA at one Memphis point. Grizzlies. I thought he coached the G League at one point. He did. Oh. As a head coach so before he took coach. the assistant coach with the Grizzlies. That's right. So, and I know that um, uh, Nick Van Exel has already reached out, hasn't talked to Mike yet, but has left information for him to call him. Um, like we said earlier, uh, Kenyon Martin's out there saying, hey, how about Nick Van Exel for the next coach? Somebody said to him, hey, how about you as the next coach? He said, I don't have head coach. I don't have coaching experience, but I'll do assistant. Question mark. And then somebody said, will your mark, son come? Mark. I did see that. And they said, he said better chance. Better. There's a lot of illegal recruiting going on on, <laughs> on uh, Twitter. Yes, Nick Nick brought to my attention uh, <laughs> that there's a lot of illegal recruiting, recruiting going on by right now by Kenyon Martin if he was to become an assistant coach here in Cincinnati. Whatever. But whatever. This kid. Um, is. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for that. With all that said, though, like you and I were both right behind Memphis's bench during the UC Memphis game, and Penny Hardaway is in his first year as a coach. Compared to Penny Hardaway, how much coaching in game, and because obviously we don't know how practices go or any of that, right, or recruiting or anything, but how much in game coaching did you see Penny Hardaway do, as opposed to? Mike Miller, his assistant coach. If we want to be, I mean, if we want to be honest, I think Mike Miller was doing most of the coaching. Agreed, and that's the point that I'm getting at. Yeah, maybe you bring in Nick Van Exel to be the face of this team, to be the guy going out and getting the recruits to get us, you know, some of those better recruits, right? That we might be able to get if we had a guy like a Nick Van Exel. Which don't get me wrong, it doesn't make any sense to me that Mick Cronin wouldn't be able to pull any of that at this point with the success that he's had. Right. However. You can still put assistant coaches in there like a Mike Miller who can help get you where you need to be because they're doing more of that coaching that maybe you aren't able to do because you're the game manager. Much like you see in the NFL. How much coaching does an NFL head coach actually do in game? I mean, they're not all calling plays, you know what I mean? A lot of that stuff's being done Marvin by the... didn't do anything. But. Uh, he did in the second half of the season. Well, He yeah. was coordinating and doing about as much managing the game as he was while coordinating. That's true. But, I don't know. I just... I want to make sure that it's a good sound hire and not just a knee-jerk reaction hire. But, in all honesty... Obviously, it has to be we, a kind of a knee-jerk it, reaction Yeah, it has hire. to be done pretty quickly. But, at the same time, you don't want to just bring in somebody just to bring in somebody. That's true. I mean, because you don't want to... I don't want to call it the Andy Kennedy. But last time we did that, it was right. Andy Kennedy. And that was a whole different thing, I think. He it, might still be here if, if he they, wasn't if an idiot. Stuck with, well, that's true. Uh, but if, if they would have stuck with Andy Kennedy, there's a possibility that we never would have had that that dip that we had. Mick Cronin might have also or been, been a Louisville legend. That's true. And I don't know, man. You, you mentioned Rick Pitino earlier, but do you really want... You know what? For, forget it. At this point, let's cheat. I don't care. I, I really don't <laughs> give a damn right now. Let's call on Rick Pitino. Um, that means we have to switch back to Adidas. No. No. No on all of this. No on all of this. I mean, Listen, At this point, I just want to win. Rick Pitino getting caught in the restaurant, being weird with well, his... Under the table shenanigans that lasted a few seconds. Okay, don't get caught here in Cincinnati. Just don't go on the Ferris wheel, sir. 
<laughs> don't go on the Ferris wheel. I don't want anything. Everywhere Rick Patino has been has ended badly. I don't. I know. Even in Kentucky. I know. I know, but I don't want it. Whatever. I don't want it either. I also don't want Thad Mata. For the record, I don't want Thad Mata either. He's like seventy. Does here he even... goes Jeff again with the Rick Patino as the answer? Does that is Thad Mata old enough? Like, can he even stand on his own at this point? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Jeff, I need you to call in if you're going to go with this Rick Patino stuff. Rick Patino's garbage. Did you still saying, have an answer to my question saying on it Twitter? To fire you up, man. He still has an answer to my question on Twitter. All right. You got anything else here? On yeah, Mick Cronin. We got another voicemail. Hold on, where to go? Oh man, guys, what do I even say? I'm I'm shocked right now. I can't even. I mean, if we can't even afford to keep a hometown guy here and let him go for 24 million to UCLA, I mean, when, when does it ever stop? I mean, should we already go ahead and prepare for Luke Fickle to be gone here in a year or two? Yes. I mean, man, it's like if we can't get. <laughs> If we can't get a good coach and afford him, we're going to be stuck with Tommy Tupperville for the rest of our days. I mean, God hope I, we could bring in like a Nick Van Exel or man somebody to, to turn stuff around and restore some faith, get some good talent in here. Uh, hope all is well. Well, here's the other thing. It all sounded right. like he was searching frantically for his keys while he left that he message. He may have been, dude. I I, as soon as I got the message, I left the office. I loved it. Because I knew it might what one of my managers was going to do to me. To respond that. to his Luke Fickle thing, though, yes, you should be preparing oh, yourself. Oh, we were prepared to lose Luke, Fick- <laughs> Luke Fickle last year. You should be preparing yourself to lose Luke, Fick- lose Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle yeah. in the next, like, one to two years. Oh, Absolutely. I was prepared to lose him to Ohio State this year. He will be a top 25 coach. Oh, without a doubt. Not here very soon. Without a doubt. And also, by the way, the private jet thing, I mean, mm-hmm. UC could handle that. They have a flight school over at the, the, the Claremont Airport, like... Just have Not one of those Lunkin? kids. No, just have one of those kids. No, it's propellers. But just have one of those kids fly out there. Fly him out there. You know, I, feel, I feel like Mick's small enough where he could have taken a drone. No, they're not. <laughs> maybe one of the original drones. Did you see that somebody's already calling him the Hollywood Hobbit? No, that's not nice. <laughs> uh, Jeff said that Fickle Sting he'll only leave for OSU. That's what I'm scared of, Jeff. That's what I'm scared of. Especially after we beat him this year. Also, by the way, Jerry Stackhouse is on Twitter recruiting for Nick Van Exel. Yeah, because they coached together. I know, but I'm just saying. He's still recruiting for him. Hashtag handles like Van Exel. Dude. What? Just think of the t-shirts that that Meech can make. If There would be some good ones. Oh, my goodness. And then, and then maybe we could bring Jay-Z in? Nope. No? Mm-mm. Like he could no, we can open up. No. Like he's like handled Mm-mm. like Van Neck. So yep. no, his wife is sponsored by Adidas, and 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 he sponsors Puma. Wow, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you it's didn't think about that. Giant conflict. Of he interest. took Puma last year. Giant conflict of interest. They're just taking over the sneaker world. Weird. Um, what's what's their daughter's name? North. No, that's Kanye. Oh, blue. Yeah, blue ivory. I heard she's taken over Jordan brand huh. already. I don't believe you. She's a mogul. All right. Anything else you got here? NBA players don't have a good record coaching in NCAA. Tony Bennett is an exception. I don't know. UCF's got Brian Dawkins right now. Or Johnny Johnny Dawkins? Brian Dawkins? 
Johnny Dawkins. Johnny Manziel? There's another thing. Stop it. His name's John now. AIF's gone. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's it. I unless somebody calls in, I just don't I don't know what else to say about Nick Cronin. I except for this. I will say this. I'm happy for him. Same. I'm happy for him. He's I'm not mad at him. I have I hold no grudges. I also want his brother to still remaining remain having tickets behind the bench so that I can see him get mad at the refs all the time. Because I will say one I of my life goals is to sit with him. I'll be paying attention to UCLA UCLA basketball. Oh yeah, I'm gonna root for him. I might get a jersey. I was really hoping that the Lakers would fire Luke Walton already, and that Luke Walton would be the one taking this job. I mean, that could still happen. They got their final game tonight. Maybe they're just waiting until the final game. Magic just stepped down. Did he really? Yeah. Huh. But That's I wish Luke Walton would have and taken this job at UCLA. Not here. I wanted him at UCLA. That could be interesting. We'll never know. Now, now we now we will never know. All right. Anyways, let's like talk- I was saying, I'm happy for him. No ill will. I wish him all the best in, at UCLA. Hell, I might fly out. No, I won't. You won't. That's a lot of money. You won't. That's a lot of money. But I, I wish him all the luck. I hope that he can get past the second round with now all his resources that he has. And um, good luck, Hollywood Hobbit. I miss you. I miss you already. Let's talk Reds. Okay. It's all right, cause I'm saved by the It's all right, cause I'm saved by the It's all right, cause I'm saved by the bill. So, hey Brandon. Brandon's on? Nope. Oh. Just making sure oh, he gets yeah. a shout Just out. Just making sure he understands it. Sure he gets a shout he out. He loves that, that song. song. All right. So, since our last game, and we'll get to some of the things that are happening currently in the game that's on right now, um, but since our last game, the Reds are now 1-8 and eight after being swept at home by the Milwaukee Brewers and in Pittsburgh. They've been shut out three different times now, twice by Pittsburgh, but in the games that they've lost, there were some interesting things that I saw as trends at this point already. Uh, four of our losses were by one run. Three losses were by two. So there's not a huge scoring differential in some of these games that we're losing. So to me, some of those games are going to turn for us. Yes. Uh, so actually, we'll talk about yeah. that. Batting before tonight was close to anemic. And I wrote that the we're going to start winning when the bats start coming around. Before tonight, Jesse Winker was batting 042. Kemp was batting 091. Shebler 138. Puig 133. Suarez 192. Peraza 200. Votto 226. Well, our pitching's improved this year. Our base running has been terrible. Base running continued to be terrible tonight as Suarez was thrown out running the bases on two separate occasions. But. We started hitting some dingers tonight. Dingers. Winker, Kemp, Shebler, Suarez, Farmer. They've all hit home runs tonight. And now we're up 14 to nothing. Well. Castillo's throwing a gem. I have a theory behind that. About beating the out of the Marlins? Um, no, I have a theory on why we're going to start playing better, but I'm going to wait. All right. 
So we have three against the Marlins, uh, who were three and seven coming into Cincinnati. Uh, then we have an off day, which is really strange because then we have two more games against five and five St. Louis, a two game series. What's that? It's just weird. It's not good. Uh, And then next week, we go on our first West Coast uh, road trip. Not us, personally, but the Reds, too. Yeah, I'm Um, not going West Coast. Also, just real quick, wanted to let you know that Hunter Green had successful Tommy John surgery. I didn't hear about that. Good for him. Yep. Good for him. So, I hope he gets one of those cool... Tattoos on the scar that looks make it look like it's a baseball. Everybody's doing as long those. It's not an arrow. Yeah, well. So we just got to bring that guy up. The biggest red You're story. A jerk. That's fine. I'm I'm over here in my feelings. I'm not about Mick Cronin. You got to go bring up that guy. He got rocked last night. By the way, good. Like seven runs against one Homer Bailey. Who are these guys? Anyway. The biggest story for the Reds right now that I thought we were going to be leading off our show tonight before the whole Mick Cronin saga went down earlier this afternoon, Yasiel Puig versus the entire Pirates organization. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. I, I, I forgot to find it. It's, You're so bad at this. It's... Let's get ready to rumble! Seamless transition. I'll fix it in the in the audio. So, how do you feel about hitting a moonshot into the river? I got it right here. Let's hear it. So now the batter, Derek Dietrich, is filling in for Vado. And how about this? Way back into right center field. And- oh. It just stopped playing again. Dietrich is homered for the second time. The man sitting in for Votto after Farmer sitting in for Suarez yesterday hit a home run. How about that? You better get in the drink, Chris. Looks like something you might hit off the tee. Wow. So that was his second home run. And I believe... No, that was his first home run. And was then, it his first one? It's his second home run of the year. Okay. That was his first home run of the day, which somebody um I believe Twitter, his, his second home run also went into the river, did it not? It did. <laughs> um, but somebody on Twitter called where that home run landed, um, stated... And he must have did a... Do this graphs and charts in here? Of how, how long it's going to take that ball to fall all Dietrich's the way down? Derek Dietrich's home run should arrive in Cincinnati on April 28th via the Ohio River. If the Ohio River... I'm sorry. It's 465 miles at 0.9 miles per hour. It'll take 21.5 days to get that ball here. I How about never, stats? I would have never guessed it took that long for things to get down the river. Well, at that speed, at one mile per hour? I feel like when I'm watching like debris and stuff float down the river. It seems like it's going faster. Yeah. Well, he was doing that based off of current, um, current currents speeds fair enough so you know if there's a rainstorm that comes through that's a possibility that that's could get here sooner so i'm gonna go out there in the river and find it well i can't credit who posted this video but someone on twitter actually dug up a video of chris archer back when he was a tampa bay ray striking out Derek dietrich yep back when he was a miami marlin and dancing his way back to 
the dugout. Oh, I definitely saw that. Now, I don't know how you feel about things like that, but for me, I'd absolutely remember that. Oh, I would remember it for sure. And then, when you serve me up a meatball, and I send it out of the stadium into the river just to make sure that that ball gets delivered back to me in my city. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to make sure you know I watch it. And he didn't flip the bat. He didn't do anything. He should have thrown the bat at him. He, if I'm hitting a... I think you just said it. If I'm hitting a ball out of the park, I'm going to watch that shit too. Yeah. I mean, first of all, because I'm never going to do that ever again. Same. Second of all, because I'm about to get rested for PEDs. <laughs> and third of all, because that's a beautiful shot. It was gorgeous. Well, obviously, Chris Archer took offense to it. And just, this just, happened. This was coming. You knew it was coming when he stood there and watched it. And now a warning's going to be issued. You made reference to it at the time. Yep. Uh, and maybe it's more permissive in baseball today, but there's some guys that aren't going to go for it. And here. I don't know why that happened. Day, but there's some guys that aren't going to go for it, and here we go. Well, David Bell is hot, boy. From now on, we download the audio. I thought that's hot. what you did. No. He is really hot. And some of the great all-time brawls in the history of baseball have occurred between these two teams. And Yasiel Puig... This is getting ridiculous. He is livid down there. All right, long story short, Yasiel Puig rushed everyone. Why did you issue a warning? Yeah, I'm just going to stop playing that. Yeah, Yasiel Puig just went wild horse on them all. So, to recap, there was a warning issued to Chris Archer for having thrown the ball that went behind Derek Dietrich um, in an attempt to hit him, but clearly he wasn't throwing good stuff because if he was, then Derek Dietrich would have actually not put his ball into the river. So he also missed hitting him through behind him, and the umpire issued a warning. Well, David Bell took issue. David, a, he took huge issue with the warning. Respect to can, David Bell for that. You can look at it a couple different ways. He says that he was mad that somebody was trying to intentionally injure one of his players. He said that multiple times. Now, the only way that I buy that 100% is if we never throw a pitch at another player. How often do we do that? I'm just, well, I'm just saying we've not seen David Bell in a position to do something like that. Okay, fair. However. Has he done it in the minors? When you issue a warning like that, A, you've only issued a warning to Chris Archer. So now if the Reds want to retaliate, if somebody did get hit and you want to retaliate with hitting a player of theirs, you don't have that opportunity because the warning's been issued. So, also, why wasn't he just thrown out? Should just been thrown why, out. Why is he getting a warning Should've for something like out. that? And then, I don't know if you planned on talking about this or not, but then, was it Chris Welsh? Yeah. Pointed out that he had, like, pine, pine tar. tar. Oh, yeah. In his belt. So, so you're throwing at a guy. He didn't notice it. Did you hear his excuse today? He didn't notice he had pine tar? He it was just something on his shirt. I don't know what it was. Yeah, no, right. Okay. He kept sticking his hand there. Okay. The Anyways, what well, he suspended for what? Five games? Five games, which is 
Not a good suspension either. He should be banned for life. Well, that's never allowed that's in the ex- hall. That's wildly extreme. Never allowed in the hall. Just stop. That's cheating. So, five games is stupid. Here's why that's stupid. The he's not going to miss a start. No, he's not. They're going to move the rotation around exactly, and he'll make all of his starts. He's not going to miss a game. Whereas Puig has been suspended for two games, and what well, we're doing okay tonight. But we're playing with a short bench. Exactly. I don't know. I don't like it. If you're going to suspend a pitcher, don't suspend him for five. Suspend him for ten to make sure that they miss a start. Or suspend him for seven. Or something that makes it actually worth it. No, you're right. I mean, it's he. they shouldn't suspend him for games. You're right. They should suspend him for starts. You just said that. But... Like, make sure he actually sits out, and maybe they have to play with a short rotation. Like, what? let's alter the rules to make sure that they suffer with a short bench or a short rotation. Yeah. Like, you have to miss one full rotation. I don't know. There's ways There's ways that you should be able to fix it if you're going to suspend a pitcher. Otherwise, they can just finagle the actual rotation and make sure he doesn't really actually miss a start. You're correct. Stupid. Another guy who got heated out there on the field was Amir Garrett. And I've told you guys before on this show that Amir Garrett is my spirit animal. He's this gentleman. He's here for the Reds, man. He loves this team. He, he, he does. He does love this team. And he gets fired up on the mound, too, which I'm completely okay with. I just hope this audio is better. Did, I haven't seen it skip yet, so. We stick up your teammates 110%. No matter, no matter what. You know, I'm in there. No matter what. You know. Good thing punches were thrown, because I think that would be a bad day for them for being playing in there. But you know, it, it's it's squashed now. But you know, we'll just move forward from here. Uh, there's no hard times. You know, everything's just caught up in the moment. So I don't I don't see anything going going further from here. He says there's no hard feelings, but until you know we play him again, he's ready for he's ready for round two. Now, David Hernandez said, uh, according to Jeff Walner on Twitter. Um, David Hernandez had a lot to say about Sunday's bench-clearing incident. For starters, for a guy like Archer to be the guy to get offended, it makes no sense. It's just soft. That's really what it is. Soft. I love that. I mean, you're a guy who literally has moonwalked back to your dugout after striking somebody out before. Right. I don't want to hear you or see you try to retaliate at somebody until you stop. Otherwise... If you and if the Pittsburgh Pirates want to adopt this slogan, let the kids play, that's fine. Then let the kids play. Everyone should be out there having fun, not having to worry about I'm going to get beaned if I hit a home run and I'm like, "Hey man, you left that one all over the middle of the plate. See ya." Right? I don't know. I'm not here for any of that. I don't want to see people get injured on some stupid unwritten rules of baseball. They're unwritten for a reason. And if somebody was going to get I don't care about these unwritten rules. Because they're garbage. Exactly. That's why they're unwritten. They're all worried about why people aren't watching baseball. It's because because of, people will start watching if this happens. If you're allowed to be a guy, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you feel about Puig ready to take on the entire Pirates organization? Oh, though? my goodness. He was, it was at the end. I was like... I don't know how to get that to stop. 
we get it. We need a stop button on that. You just need to do better with your audio next week. Whatever. So, it was good to see Puig there. Um, he even had some stuff today that he said. I don't know. Did you pull that audio? I got it right here. Go. The pitch is going to be suspended for five days. That's not costing him nothing because no matter what, he's going red for five days. And it's cost me two games. And I can help in any way my team to win this games. So he's pissed. He wants to be out there helping his team win. I love Puig more now than I did before. He's here. The wild horse is here. Not to mention he had some really good visits on these off days with some of the kids. Yeah. I know. He's just out there hanging out with kids. He got to design a baseball hat yesterday. I loved it. He's living my dream. He's living my dream. So good on you, Puig. You're doing you're doing the right things, at least in my eyes. Um, and I'm not really here for anybody else to say otherwise. Right. He is uh for everybody who's hating on him, um, as far as his hitting goes. He's at least hitting in the RBI situations, even if he's not getting on base at the clip we'd like to see. But those will come. So I was going to tweet this after it happened on Saturday um, or Sunday is when the fight happened. Um, I was going to tweet this, but I decided to wait till the podcast, and I, it's it's starting to show up. Um, remember when we fought St. Louis? Yeah, when Brandon Phillips and Johnny Cueto we yep. went on a run. Yep, I think that's the I think that's the the light underneath the ass that we needed to get this team to start hitting. And obviously tonight they hit fourteen. Hopefully they didn't hit all their home runs that they're going to hit in April. But I think this is going to be the turnaround of the team. I think sometimes when this happens and they saw their coach come out right away, their manager come out right away and defend them. This is I love how passionate you are about all of this because you have now cussed. Two more times than I have in this whole podcast. For both seasons? Or just for today? Just the, just today. Okay. No, I generally cuss more. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah. I'm. No, I agree. This is definitely going to be... I, I mean, you can see, even, even when these guys are striking out or when they're actually making things happen, yep. when they go back to the dugout, like tonight, when we were sitting here doing show prep and what have you, and Suarez hit... They we hit back to back to back home runs. Exactly. These dudes are hugging. I saw Suarez come back after his home run and hit like rub his head against Matt Kemp. And I was worried that maybe Matt Kemp wasn't in this for the long haul. A because a lot of people didn't think he was going to be here. That he was going to be traded before the season even started. But B after he was caught on camera the other day talking to the Pirates catcher and he said, "I don't know, man. I'm just here." For a job, or I'm just I'm just doing my job. I'm oh, just, man. just here, hear I'm just that. here to work, or something like that. And people were like, "Oh, you're just here for a job, huh?" And you know, you don't see what the other half of that conversation was. I don't know what kind of context I was taken out of. Right. But I was, you know, cautious with you know falling in love with Kemp. He hit a home run tonight. He was part of the back to back to back. So I don't know. Shebler finally got his. It's. The, the bats are starting to come around. Why? Because it's not sub 40, and that's good. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. As the summer heats up, I'd like to see these bats heat up, and I'd like to see, you know, lots of lots and lots of dingers. Oh, well. Looks like Fox 19 caught up with uh, Terry Nelson, has a little short interview on Twitter with him about the whole situation. Not the Reds situation. I know what he says, yeah. but go on. Oh, you do? He was tweeting about it earlier. Oh, yeah, I know, but this is actually audio, but we'll take a look at that later. 
We'll throw it in right before we do rounding third because there's some stuff about UC I forgot to talk huh. to. FC! C! Get that in there. Come back! Come back! We got more winning to do! Cincinnati is big enough for soccer! Yeah! Yeah! We are a new city! Do you believe in a new Cincinnati? Cincinnati is big enough for soccer! Yeah! Yeah! Do you believe in Ryan Geist? New bars! New bars! New cities embrace! I feel like there's been a lot of new bars popping up lately, but... Uh, well, not in the West End yet. No. Um, so FCC, they had a 1-1 draw against Sporting Kansas City. I actually watched a good portion of that game. Did you? I did. Uh, Darren Maddox, he scored in the 19th minute on a penalty kick. Um, but what I saw was some missed opportunities. What? Nothing. Go ahead. All right. Um. Again, kind of talking about some of the stats that we talked about. Our FCC had 44% of the possession versus uh, Sporting Kansas City's 56%. Hold on real quick. I knew this was going to happen eventually in this podcast. I'm glad I waited until season two. I'll be right back. I use the restroom. All right. So there were 10 shots, four on goal by FCC, and 18 shots, four on goal by Sporting Kansas City. Uh, fouls. We had 13, they had 11. Offsides, we had two, they had three. Corner kicks, we had five, they had six. Each team had three saves. And so that was about, you know, most of these stats were about the same. And it was it was a tie. And basically right now we are in fifth place in the Eastern Conference, five points behind first place Columbus Crew. There is a three-way tie for second place at 10 points. And we are tied with Orlando City SC at eight points there for that fifth and sixth spot. So we do have LAFC up next in LA. And they are currently first place in the Western Conference. Biggest fear that we should have looking at LAFC is they can score. They've scored 19 goals this season in six matches. Whereas FCC has only scored eight. Quick math is going to tell you that FCC is barely scoring over one goal per game. Whereas LAFC, they're averaging over three goals a game. Just over three. They have only given up five goals, so they're giving up less than a goal per game. Whereas FCC has only given up eight, so that's a good thing. We're only giving up just over one per game. But I'm worried about the offensive firepower of LAFC. I mean, over three goals a game to our over one versus only giving up roughly one per. That's a big difference, man. Yeah, it's a big difference. (laughs) So, I don't know. It should be interesting to see what happens out in L.A. Um, We haven't, I don't know that we've traveled since the Seattle game. Is that right? Yeah, I think you're right. We had the last three at home. The pour down. Yeah. So this uh, right. this should be interesting to see what we do out there playing a ten thirty game, but uh, other than that, just some real quick things to hit on. Uh, the Bengals preseason schedule was released. We are playing in order at Kansas City, at Washington, home against New York Giants, and home against Indy. Also, wanted to bring up that the spring game is Saturday for the UC Bearcats football team with Luke Fickle and them boys. So, 
You said you had something else you want to bring up about Terry Nelson? Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like he – I mean, I haven't heard it yet, but let's see if we can take a listen to it here. Well, as the head coach, you know, as assistant coach right now with the Memphis Grizzlies, he was also the head of the G League Dallas team. He was also a player development coach for the Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. He's been around the game. He knows the game um, as an all-star in the league and as a great player in the league and as someone who has uh, – had a great time at UC. He would be a great fit. However, I don't know if Mike Bone wants to hire somebody without head coaching experience. Um, maybe it's too soon for Nick. Maybe he needs a, a smaller step. Everybody looks at Penny and says, well, what about Penny? What about Stackhouse? Right. You know, what about all these guys that are coming straight from pros or wherever they are and, and getting inserted? Some of them have college degrees, some of them don't. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, how do we put him in the mix? Well, Nick, Nick's going to get in there. Hopefully he gets an interview. Hopefully he's just in the mix. Whether he gets the job or not, right now, timing may or may not be right. But I like the fact that he's in there. I would like for him to get an interview. Um, we just don't know how far in the process Cincinnati is because as of uh, right now, it has been uh, who's who of who's been throwing their name in the hat. Terry looks like he was out for a run and they caught up with him. <laughs> just stalking Terry. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, let's drive the streets of Anderson and see if we can find Terry Nelson out for a run. And oh, there he was. Hey, Terry, what's going on, bud? Can we ask you a couple questions? Uh, Here's a bottle of water. All right, man. Anything else you got before we start to round third? No. All right. I don't have anything else. And I shut down the music bed. So cool. go ahead with your first one while I pull up some music. So... How in the hell are you not interested in either Game of Thrones final season because you're not interested in Game of Thrones at all or in Endgame because you're not interested in the Marvel world at all? I've just never been interested in any of that stuff, man. I was a, I was a big you Sons of just, Anarchy fan. You just don't do fiction? I don't I don't know what I I don't know. It's it's weird. It, it is the only one in America that's not into either of those I'm things. I'm not the only one in you America. You could be in one or the other. Not There's necessarily others. both, but what a weirdo. There are others who do not like that kind of stuff. Find them. You could start a little club of people who are not into things. Can somebody who is on Twitter tell him that they don't I'm not exist. the only one? I am not the only one. You're such a weirdo. I'm not the only one. All right. Will you ever ride the Skywheel now? Not Cab 19. Yeah, I'm not riding that one either. I did ask, though. I heard uh, it's pretty shitty. <laughs> what? You didn't hear that part? No, what happened on Cab 19? Well, that's where everything took place on opening day. And they were doing it a certain type of way. Stop. That wow, that's what happened, huh? The cops came and told them to stop, and they kept going. That's and then happened, when they huh? realized what was happening, she dismounted. And because certain stop things happened, stop. other things happened. All right, good times. Good times. Did you catch Travis Kelsey on camera? I write it, that's all. Dude, yes. You catch Travis on Kelsey, Travis Kelsey on camera chugging his tall boy in the national championship. That was probably the best part of the national championship game. Agreed. Except I didn't watch any of it because I haven't watched any basketball since UC lost. You still didn't even watch the national championship game? No, not any of it. It was a good game. That's fine. It went into overtime. 
Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do any of that. I watched it down here while I was building a website. Um, how great is cutting the grass? I wouldn't know I live in a condo. Oh, I forgot about that. This is the <laughs> best time in the world because you get to cut, you get to cut grass. Cutting grass is you awesome. You get new headphones for doing that? I'm going to buy new headphones, I yes. thought you were, you, what are you using right now to do it? You these headphones? the mower? Oh, you're taking use, those? Yeah, but right. these are starting to go out, so I'm going to buy a pair of Bluetooths. Are you going to use those still for down here? If they yeah. go out, what are you going to do? You're going to have to get some new ones for studio. Wow. I, been, I did that last blown. year, too. Did you? Yeah. These are the second pair you've had since we started? No. I wore these for both last year, too. Well, I'm saying if they go out, what are you going to do? You're going to be able to do this with Bluetooth. Well, th it's a Bluetooth. It's just like yours. The wire connects to it as well. So the Bluetooth is going out? No, no, these aren't Bluetooth. Right. You so just the said new these are pair going out. I'm going to buy our Bluetooth oh, with a wire. Both. Got yeah. It. Well, you're all, all over right, the place. Fine. Still thinking about that Skywheel, are you? Huh? When in Rome. Well, okay. You catch any WrestleMania? No. Um, but I did catch, I guess, uh, at 6 o'clock on 1530 now is a wrestling show. Shut up. Um, Why? Yeah, I don't know. I I guess it was 6 o'clock. What time was it? Well, that's when WrestleMania started, so I, I wonder if they just switched over to no, I mean, like, ESPN it was Radio. It was yesterday. Is it local or is it ESPN Radio? It was local radio. radio. Yeah, it was that guy who uh, produces uh, Taron. Is that his name? I don't know. Who produces Moe's show? I don't listen to radio anymore. I thought he had a podcast, but I guess he has a radio now. Um, but yeah, I went up to get um, some stuff from uh, Home Depot, probably about 7 o'clock maybe, and there was a wrestling show. So I heard that uh, Ronda Rousey lost, um, which I guess she was supposed to lose, but not in the way that she lost. Kofi Kingston. I don't know. He won, won the belt. Okay. Kofi. I heard the guy from Cincinnati did not come back like everybody was hoping he would. Well, I don't know. Dean Amb Ambrose? Ambrose? Is that his name? Um, he is a wrestler. I think he was. Everybody was expecting him to come back. I learned a little bit about wrestling last night. I did see John Cena. You saw John Cena? Well, he came back as like somebody else. Hello. Or something. It's John Cena. <laughs> he he came back. I guess he turned heel and came back as like his 20 year old self rapper or something. I don't even what? know. What? I don't know, man. He was I don't, not I'm good not, in that I'm not movie. into wrestling enough to even be able to really speak to any of this stuff. He was not good in that movie. I don't know, though, if Shane McMahon jumped off of anything like he normally does. And I heard that wrestling is now rated E for everyone. It's and not. That's bull. It's not like. There's no way. It's not like our wrestling as we were growing up, which makes me really sad. The, that there's no there way. There won't be any, anything else like, like hand-painted on bikinis. Degeneration X. Oh my goodness. Degeneration or, X was the stuff. Or like Val Venus. Or Hello, ladies. The Godfather. How come you don't want to do a wrestling show? Or The Godfather. Or Trish Stratus. Or what was that? Uh, Stacy Keebler. That was later on. That wasn't during the Attitude Era. Sable. Sable. With, uh, who was her man? Stone uh, Cold. Mark something the other? I don't know. I don't know. I, we, can we please do like an old school wrestling show one night? No. I'm not here for that. I need you to. <laughs> I need you to. It's your turn. George or no? 
No. Shit, no. No, no man. No. You don't like to wear a nice pair of jorts? Looking to get your ass kicked doing something like that. I wear jorts when I'm cutting the grass. Of course you do. Drinking a beer. Did you make them yourself? No. No. Like, not that kind of. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. That's not That's not me right there. But I will. I mean, I'll put on a pair of jorts while I'm cutting the grass. Uh, well, I mean. Cargo jorts. You're de- oh, my God. Stop. That was before I had a kid. Cargo jorts? I got a pair. Stop. I have a pair. If you had, like, carpenter jorts, that'd be one thing, I guess. They have a loop. Uh, You gotta wear those when you're And their cargo. And pockets. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. How are we we friends? I I wore jorts when we were were friends. (sighs) That's because back in 2000, it was okay to wear jorts. I think I had the ones with the legs that zipped off. Were they Tommy? No, I never wrote a pair of Tommy. Get out of here. I had Tommy. pipes, maybe. I had Tommy back in, in high school. I had pipes and maybe one pair of Jinkos. I'm not sure. Shorts? Well, I mean, they ended up being pants at that point. You had Jinko pants? No, they- like the big ones? That you could fit a two liter in the back yeah, pocket? Yeah, I had a pair of those. Wow. With pockets on the shins. I didn't know that about you at all. That was middle school, bro. Yikes. That was middle school. Did you catch the audio of Paul Pierce saying he was better than Dwayne Wade? <laughs> Uh, no, but it, is it true? Um, no, and he got torn apart by both um, Jalen Rose and Michelle Beadle on their show. It didn't. It didn't go down very well. Oh, okay, because he's he's out here saying like, yeah, give me Shaq, give me LeBron, I'd win championships too. Uh, I would. You had Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, and you only got one. You never won a scoring title. No, you're not. You're not there. Settle down there, Paul Pierce. Hmm. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I guess I didn't watch enough of Dwayne Wade because he was down. I. I don't know. I can't make that. I can't make that comparison. I can't make that comparison. I do think that Kobe's better than Dwayne Wade, but there's that. Well, agree to disagree. All right, then. Um, interesting you asked that question, because I had a question. Uh, tonight is the final uh, game of the season for the L.A. Lakers. Um, Magic Johnson retired. We talked about that. Stepped down. Somebody's already saying that he's the new head coach of the UC Bearcats on Twitter. That's Thanks a lot, a Nick. Um, not a thing. But anyways, does LeBron James stay? In L.A.? Yeah. The only way he can't is if they trade him. Does he request a trade? I don't think he'll request a trade, nor should he request a trade. He did this to himself. This is his fault. However, if the Lakers were smart, they trade him. I heard they're going to get rid of uh, Ball. No one cares about Ball. Ball's an afterthought. He's not very good. And his contract, I think, only has another season or two. So who cares about Ball? But he hasn't been that great. I look at trading LeBron, man. I I think it'd be hilarious if you trade him to like a Sacramento. <laughs> he probably has like a no trade clause, doesn't he? I don't know if he does now that he's there and signed with them after like I don't know what kind of rights he has as far as being a veteran that old, but if you're only in the second year of your contract, I can't imagine you have no trade clause unless it was part of your contract. Huh. He probably didn't think anything of it. Sometimes your head gets a little big. 
I don't see that happening. But no, you're, I gotcha. I gotcha. Trade him to Memphis or Toronto. Free, free, free. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. Commercial cookies. Well, Chad Brendel, I just posted his top picks for coaches, and I was trying to pull it up. But apparently, there's advertisements somewhere, Cat Journal. Um, is it my turn? No, it's your turn. Have you seen the Dwayne Wade commercial by Budweiser? No, I passed it up multiple times today so I could just read stuff on Mick Cronin. Well, let's just say it was a little dusty at work when I was watching it. Why? When you watch it, you'll know, but it's like a four-minute video. Don't put oh, it on the podcast. Oh, we're not going to pull that up on here, then. Introducing Jane One. Ah, well, it is what it is. It's pretty good. Give it a give it a look. See, I'll take a look at it tonight. Maybe. This is the most depressing music ever. So I'll change the song. You should just said something. Um. So should I or shouldn't I? Um. Teach my boys to do the Lance Stevenson guitar every time they score a goal this year. Absolutely. Thank you. That's it's 2019. It's the first thing we're going to do at practice on Wednesday night. You're raising winners. Absolutely, I am. We won 8-0 to zero this week. If you want to raise losers, you would have named them Dr. Quinn and Medicine Woman. That's right. <laughs> Good throw in. Good throw in. Are we done here? Are we? Yeah, I think we are. That's all there is. Are we going in the bum? Bum of the week! Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum! You are a bum! You're a bum! And that's all you'll ever be! A bum! Well, that hurts, man. Shoot. Who you got? I just realized that we already used my bum. Mine too. The guy from L.A.? No. Oh, who was yours? Chris Archer. How do you not give it to Chris Archer? That is, that's a good point. He pitched to Dietrich. He's a hypocrite. Uh, he hit a home run and watched it while he was a home run. Well, throw better. And then the pine tar and the lying about the pine tar. Come on, man. So technically, we don't. We already talked about our bums of the week. What dude in L.A.? Huh? Magic? No, the guy who uh, called him Mike Ronan. <laughs> Mike Crownin. Mike Jones. Speaking of Mike Jones, we can talk about this. You know that guy who is on uh, Coleraine uh, City Council? I don't know what he's on. Nope. Greg and Cisco. He was on, like, in Survivor? Nope. Okay. Well, anyways, he posted earlier this week um, that if you need any work done in your gutters to contact Mike Jones... Eight zero zero four. It's two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Hit Mike Jones up on the low, cause Mike Jones about to blow before the ice was in my grill. Okay, we're done. Should we wow. just move into my fridge? Wow. Should we just? Can we just do that and yep. act like that didn't happen? It is now time for everyone's favorite segment. What is in Ed's fridge? Next time y'all see Ed Mayhall out and about, ask him to rap Mike Jones for you. Two eight one three three. All right. Cold this week. So tonight we got from the Braxton Brewing Company. Did you? Uh, Haven Hefeweizen Ale. It's the Hefeweizen. Yeah, so so good. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. That's fine. Um, like this Hefeweizen, may your Haven be unfiltered and full of life. Turn it up and enjoy the moment. 
Islet Haven showcases yeast-driven flavors and aromas known for its banana and clove characteristics. A medium-bodied, full-flavored, and easy-drinking unfiltered wheat beer, this hefefe should be stored upside upside down down until it's time to lift one to life. So, for the red second win, we cheers. Billy Hampton just scored on a sack fly. From first. That's interesting. So he's still fast. Yeah. All right. Yep, still a good beer. Lots of nanners in that one. Oh, because it's a Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit more banana flavor than the Hefeweizen down at uh, the Halfbra House. Okay. I'm going to Westside Brewing Company this weekend. I've been there. And they have a Hefeweizen that's upstairs, actually. I bought some last week. But this is really good. Lots of banana. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm drinking it, sorry. Same. All right, anything else you want to talk about tonight? I don't think I have anything else. Anything else on the Twitter before we go? I miss you, Mick. Don't forget, you can find all of our episodes on YouTube as well. Again, check us out on Facebook, Pardon Punctuation, on Twitter, at PTP Podcast Cincy, on Instagram, Pardon underscore the underscore punctuation. Call us, 513-818-2077. Check out our website, www.pardonthepunctuation.wix.com forward slash blog. Email us, pardonthepunctuation at gmail.com. That's all of our plugs. For Ed, I'm Aaron. We're We're out. out. Thank you.